woke up feeling grateful, thankful. Everything that I pray for came so. I be feeling so grateful, got me feeling so grateful. Yeah, I woke up feeling grateful, thankful. Everything that I pray for came so. I be feeling so grateful, got me feeling so grateful. Okay, I dream in color, but I live in moments. I see the world in stories, so I always told them. Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 83, keeping the uh, the journey along on this so, uh, new solo Block Channel hosting. Uh, of course, I'm going to miss Dr. Petty and Dimitri per- Ferguson until they get a little bit less busy here. And But we've got this summer still chugging along, and I want to make sure that I get as many guests as possible in a short amount of time to catch up for... Uh, all my uh, lack of content over the past, like almost like yearish, as has been working back and forth with many, many different projects all at once, uh, and then you know coming back from some personal COVID-related burnout. So had to meter myself. So happy to, of course, be back in the saddle and continue to bring you more excellent discussions. Uh, we all have these nice live, you know, Twitter spaces and stuff these days, and of course that all came from. The, the fun happenings that happened with Clubhouse. And, you know, that was all a great adventure, but I still really believe in the importance of like static resources and content and being able to go back and reference things, um, especially with newer technologies, newer innovations, because um, it can be hard to one kind of, you know, grok and hold on to all the, the jargon at once, but to, to know how to intelligently talk about um, these topics, that's really kind of the core reason we started Block Channel forever ago was just that I knew that there was a lot of very intelligent people out there that really understood all the stuff that was going on in crypto before it was even moving as fast as it is now. And I wanted to make sure we had on guests from many different, you know, diverse backgrounds, perspectives, um, you know, visions, so that they could come on and give their own unique, um, you know, narrative on what they were seeing. And then over time, of course, we could all like, you know, aggregate those together, and you know, uh, by and large, all collectively sound more intelligent. Uh, you know, as we discuss these topics, uh, which, of course, as we all know, continue to get more complex by the day. So I've got another great guest uh, to come on and have a one-on-one with, uh, Kiba Gateau. Um, And I wanted to make sure I got his last name uh, right there. Um, really awesome dude. He's I know him from the Handshake community. Um, he's worked on a lot of uh, cross-handshake, you know, cross-chain-related um, initiatives. Um, he's been a, a very early name adopter. Uh, investing in the ecosystem. Um, and I've met him here in San Francisco. We got to enjoy some delicious burritos uh, and chop it up uh, over the course of an afternoon. So he was a, he was a great, nice intellectual um, conversation in person. So I figured it'd be an, another person to bring onto the show for people to get to enjoy too. So Kiba, uh, could you give us an intro on kind of like who you are um, and how you fell into the crypto space, whether it was in the last like few years and, you know, before we kind of get talking on what you're working on and where your head's at. Hey, Steven. Yeah. Nice to meet you um, today online and I can give a quick intro. So um, I am a software developer. I started coding in maybe 2016, 2017 and uh, pretty shortly after I got into crypto, um, a whole ICO craze, you know, and uh, that kind of like got me into the whole ideologies of blockchain and like permissionless and censorship resistance and like all that kind of stuff. And so I really like that. 
Um, and I was living in New York City at the time, so I made friends with a bunch of consensus people, uh, ended up getting hired there and was a strategist in a full stack dev there for about a year and a half before um, I started doing like full-time DeFi stuff in early 2020, um, like the start of the year, like right before COVID. Um, and then obviously continued that for like a couple of years. And now I'm running my own project, a DeFi project called ThatDAO. Um, and we're trying to give crypto native credit lines to DAOs and protocols. So no KYC, um, no AML, like that kind of stuff. It's all based on on-chain metrics, um, securitizing cash for the future cash flows, uh, which is the first time anyone's doing it. It's like actual permissionless um, under collateralized loans. So yeah, that's like about me at the moment. Hey, quick, yeah, quick, quick jump in. I like that a lot. Um, so you seem to have moved into the ecosystem really fast. Have uh, got a quick grasp on like the DeFi related primitives. Uh, and of course, you see opportunity there with what you're working on. Um, but beyond that, um, before we touch on to your own like core project, um, can we talk a little bit about your involvement in the kind of or your initial interest into the decentralized web space as a whole? Because um, each of our prior guests, Alex Smith. Um, Jordan Coach, um, and then now most recently um, Clay Collins yesterday, um, which will all these will all air together uh, in sequence. So you know where where is your head uh, as far as like the D web as it comes from your knowledge with the DeFi space, um, and then we'll kind of like tackle about how all these things can kind of co-connect. Yeah, definitely. So. I, my introduction to the D-Web, or uh, I guess in, in my opinion, was in 2017 with Chainlink. It was kind of like the first project that I saw was actually solving something that was kind of like unique to like the blockchain or like crypto space in general, with the, which is like the Oracle problem. Um, and then I also saw in the future, like it wasn't just about providing data. It could also be this like general middleware, um, off-chain compute, like all those types of things. Um, so in my opinion, like that was kind of like my first D-Web, um, wh whether or not you consider Chainlink to be a D-Web protocol, uh, up to you. And then... Nowadays, uh, obviously, I'm very involved with Handshake and a couple of projects. I also run uh, a project called the Data Economy Index, uh, which is like this e index ETF by Index Co-op that basically tracks the whole like data economy, our Web3 protocols, uh, D-Web protocols, however you want to say it, like Filecoin, uh, the graph, that kind of stuff. So I stay pretty up to date on like on all the news, but Handshake is probably like, I guess you could say my passion project, the thing I follow the most closely. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously we can go into that a lot, me and you, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And yeah, I just, of course, I can go ahead and just say that I consider Kiba, you know, a, a handshake expert and not just, just on the, the primitives, the function of the project, kind of the, the core vision of, you know, kind of what the initial creators had, you know, since he's been there since the very beginning, he, you know, kind of understands the conservative, but not conservative nature of like the development around the protocol. And um, so, yeah, so so when it comes to like having like these types of discussions and wanting them to be curated from a perspective of people that I think are like very respectable in the community, Kiba is like one of those people. Um, so maybe Kiba, you can just give a, us a, just a little bit of a background and, you know, kind of what what got you like in just so we have this on paper, what got you into the handshake community like initially? Um, you know, like what excited you? Was it names? Was it the asset speculation? Was it just the potential for, you know, censorship resistance and the overall like root of the internet? Like what, what, what was your, uh, uh, kind of draw there? Yeah. So initially I was introduced to handshake through a friend, um, that was like friends with a bunch of people on the project, uh, like some of the developers and some of the designers. I think she did some of the design work for handshake or something, um, before it launched. And so 
she was always telling me about it like oh they're getting ready to launch and like they, you guys like kept mess messing with like the consensus algorithm or like all these like tiny things and like kept delaying the launch um so she kept telling me about handshake for like probably a year like oh they're gonna launch it they're gonna launch it and then it finally launched and um she was like hiring me to like do some dev work for her and she paid me in handshake um so then that's kind of how i like, got like more directly involved uh and i just started like buying domains and those kinds of things and she didn't really know a lot about like the tech of handshake and like why it was useful or necessarily why it was useful like she got like the high level concepts um like the decentralized root zone or whatever but uh, i don't know i just decided to read the, the white paper and uh as someone that like uses dns and like sets up dns records and like has to deal with all that stuff uh, definitely made a lot of sense um like i hate like having to like set up like ca renew ticket uh sequences on like my servers and stuff like that so having be by dane seemed like a cool option like that kind of stuff so i just kind of like saw the, um, the possibilities of having cryptographically secured names um and like what that can do for like developer tools for infrastructure for just like general like social media and app use cases so uh, i think there's like a lot of things that handshake could do um and i hope people like eventually do those like we'll see what happens yeah uh, let's, let's 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 speak on that you know because we yeah. talked you know there's so many on-chain use cases off-chain authentication you know um, uh, um these different trust chains and like being able to use each name individually with these different creative cross-chain schemes and being able to bridge tlds over to ethereum now with like the impervious registry and the name based similar registry that will come out soon like what's what's the most near-term exciting use case that you think um handshake has that kind of like will help push it along it um to get in the hands of more potentially more ethereum developers but also just more crypto developers as a whole hmm. uh yeah i think if we enable more like security tooling like dane and like those types of things um mm -hmm. and getting that into the hands of like the the DeFi teams um let's say for, as an example where they can have like more secure front ends like we've seen a ton of dns attacks over the years now um and they've cost like at least tens of millions of dollars if not like hundreds of millions of dollars so just by preventing dns attacks like a ton of DeFi protocols can increase their security um and obviously in our opinion right like handshake is the best option for increasing that security on the domain level or dns level so like that's one example um i think like naming and just like messaging as a whole is like a great way where handshake uh i forget what's called zuko's triangle like handshake i think kind of picks a zuko's triangle and so the ability to automatically be able to like have a name that you can securely message um i think is like a, a super big application that you can scroll obviously go across multiple applications because you know it's like this verified you know independent application specific you know root zone um so any application use any network um any blockchain network and I think that'll be like super powerful. Yeah, I think in the short term, if we were going to try and think what would be the get the quickest amount of adoption, I think, you know, of course, dot ETH has been as successful as it has, you know, just because that's just been kind of the mainstay, um, you know, way to get a second level domain on Ethereum, you know, for the longest amount of time. And now that we can bridge these handshake names with like the impervious registry, I think it's a really good opportunity to you know, prove that, uh, you know, that we were just, they, what, what's been added to there thus far, dot omen, dot contract, like great examples that these are other TLDs that I think Ethereum developers will definitely really take advantage of and would like to have fun with and to, and because the economy on Ethereum is so much larger than Handshakes is because, you know, Ethereum is so much older and much more mature, much more liquid. Um, you know, there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot higher volume for secondary market resales too. So 
I think bridging um, handshake names over the Ethereum community, one, it, it, it really blows people's minds. Um, for instance, I was talking to Rahul, the CTO from Connects, and I was like, hey, yeah, you know, you can, I can send you guys to Connects TLD finally, and, you know, you guys can sell some DSLDs on top of uh, .connects. And he was like, oh, man, it's so cool, cool. You know, we, we we're going to set this up, like, right now. Uh, like, why didn't you tell us about this? And I was like, dude, it literally existed, didn't exist till last week. <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. So I was like, go ahead and get that all set up. And now they can have, uh, you know, have these different named routers. So if anyone in the audience is familiar with Connection Network, it's like a cross-chain router network for, like, sending payments. So Avalanche, um, Ethereum, uh, anything that's EVM, you know, based, um, you know, they, they can allow you to bridge and send, you know, assets like really quickly, uh, agnostic across these different like layer twos and allow you to settle back to these different like layer ones um, very quickly and um, without having to like put much thought into the um, uh, uh, the actual exchange from a user standpoint, which is great, sort of abstracts a lot of that complexity. And so being able to name those different uh, routers uh, and those different ways in which exchanges that you can move money around this greater connect network would be useful. Um, so if you had like avalanche.connect um, or solana.connect, someone could easily like go to like one of those sites and bridge and like move like their assets over and be taken to, as Kiba was saying earlier, one of those like decentralized front ends that what I would quickly enable that exchange where it's like censorship resistant and we can use Dane to make sure that we're actually getting served, you know, the right like front end pages for these different projects uh and so it's uh it's there's many different ways i think that ethereum and handshake can really help each other in the short term because ethereum needs a decentralized namespace and though ens is really dope uh and, and of course like a lot of these contracts and stuff that uh these guys are using are based off of those contracts so shout out to i think it was Dean Egeman and a few other people like back in the back in the day, not too long that, you know, worked on reworking all those ENS contracts. So, you know, the, the work doesn't go, um, you know, doesn't fade away uh, and it's going to continue to get a lot more usage. And I think ENS is going to be even more popular now, too, as all these other different registries pop up that are going to seek to copy what impervious and what eventually name base are going to be doing. Um, and I think I think, yeah, that's the quickest way to get more volume and more. Um, speculation uh, around like handshake SLDs uh, and also like TLDs. And I think that's going to bring, bring the biggest reward because I think a lot of handshake early adopters speculated on names first instead of the handshake asset, which of course is a very smart move. Um, if, you know, if you've been waiting around for the handshake price to balloon up, you know, the, the, the name resale market has probably given you the best returns um, since launch. Um, but yeah, I think, I think those types of, cross-chain integrations um, just really continue to prove just how viable Handshake is. And, you know, we've been merged with Sentinel. You know, we've got uh, projects within the Cash ecosystem that are using Handshake, the Filecoin ecosystem, um, the Sidecoin and the existing, uh, uh, the coexisting Skynet layer two, excuse me, ecosystem that they have there as well. Um, it really shows that Handshake is this universal reapplicable plugin. So. That's why I like talking about it. And so since Block Channel 2, historically, almost 60-ish percent of all of our episodes have been about Ethereum. Uh, and I think I mentioned this this past episode, too. Our very first episode was Joseph Lubin. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had on Flies and Fear. I've had on a lot of the earlier um, crypto projects that have been huge now, like Maker. Um, and, uh, you know, I was 
that was there like helping to build out the narrative and that ecosystem around Ethereum as everyone was getting excited about it. And I'm hoping that we can do that here too with Handshake by teaching more people yeah, on like how to have the right discussions about these things. Um, but that being said, Kiba, you said you're working on a DeFi related project. Um, how, how did you get uh, excited about working on that? Uh, and does that have any sort of intersection with the greater decentralized web or is that its own thing? Uh, it's not like directly applicable to DWeb, like it's not a DWeb project itself. Uh, but basically, uh, one of the how I kind of got started was I was working for all these DAOs um, on Ethereum mainly and DeFi, and I wanted to take out a loan for this DAO to like expense like some something for a product. Uh, and there's just no way for us to do that as a DAO. There's no way to take out a loan. Um, so I just figured I had to like make that possible um, in order to actually like do that for the DAO that I was working for. And so then that's kind of how debt got started. Um, and yeah, I mean, basically we're just trying to provide funding to uh, crypto projects that need to grow their businesses, that need to kind of like expand operations, purchase equipment, um, like all those types of things, hire people, pay salaries. And we want to be able to provide that for DAOs in like a crypto native way where they don't have to KYC and dox themselves or like sign legal agreements. Like we can keep everything at the smart contract level, uh, which makes things, in my opinion, more secure. Um, and then also it makes it a lot more uh, efficient and automated and things like that. And so that's kind of like what we're going for. So we want to fund DeFi projects. We want to fund DWeb projects. We want to fund NFT projects. Uh, we can fund uh, like SLD exchanges on Ethereum uh, for, let's say, like the Imperius registry. Like if you wanted to do, I don't know, just like acquire domains and then sell them off or like sell SLDs um, and then repay the loan that way and then repay off the domain, basically like a mortgage. Um, we could do things like that. So there's like a lot of opportunities and ways to help out the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. The potential to be able to, um, like, if I had a basket of like handshake names, and if I could get a, if I could get a loan on a basket of handshake names in order to, in order to get more, <clears throat> to get more assets, um, in order to buy and speculate on more TLDs in the short term, that would be really cool. Because you have platforms like Naomi now that seek to quantify and give you some sort of ascertainable value to what your portfolio names would be. If that was standardized and the market could come up with some decent way to value like, you know, two level domains, you know, three level domains, um, four, four letter domains, then would we be able to be like, actually like have a basket of these assets and like get loans against them? Um, especially since a lot of them are going to be in the Ethereum ecosystem now. Um, we'll have a much easier way to be able to have experiments like that. Yeah, exactly. And now we also have like a way to actually value them. Like, I don't know, Handshake is still pretty liquid, but I think being on the ETH ecosystem or like on the ETH chain just like allows a lot more liquidity and pricing in both ETH and stable coins and all that kind of stuff. So we'll also get like a much better gauge of what the actual Handshake market is. So you've mentioned that there's other DWIB, you know, related protocols and stuff that you're interested in. I know when you were out here in San Francisco, you were, you know, working um, around that, that, that graft related hackathon. Um, what other sort of projects have interested you in the space? Uh, yeah, I really like the graph. Uh, I think they're a very, very useful piece of uh, developer tooling um, for any smart contract developer, or like Web3 front-end developer, and also for like data analysts, if you want to like parse through on-chain data and events, uh, I just think it's like a great tool to use, and I really like working with it. Uh, and then I really like Ocean Protocol. I don't really know if that's a D-Web. It kind of is, but it's more about like data um, privacy and data rights, data access, like all those kinds of things. And then they like store everything in like IPFS so you can store it on your own servers, or, like your own phone or whatever. 
Um, and basically it's kind of like how bat works. You could think, um, with like selling your data, uh, they don't necessarily like, sell your data. They just like use your data and anonymize it, to mm -hmm. sell ads. Um, you can do the same thing with ocean protocol, um, except like you would be controlling your data instead of it being brave controlling the data basically. And what other debug projects am I into? Um, I definitely like ENS. Like I like the smart contracts. I think it's like a great piece of engineering. Uh, obviously like I don't agree with them supporting ICANN and like committing to that root zone instead of the handshake root zone. Um, but besides that, I think they're doing like a lot of great things. And I think, I think the free market would convince them otherwise in time. Right. Yeah. You know, and especially, yeah. And if it brings more speculation to the Ethereum community and these, um, other marketplaces like OpenSea, yeah, it's just kind of the ineffable path. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we mentioned other DWIP protocols. Let's let's skirt back to Handshake for a moment because there's a lot of cool resolvers like Fingertips. There's the Beacon Browser. We've got Puma Browser, which is a so-so integration. Um, of course, and they don't have Dane integrated there. You've got Aloha Browser, which is another so-so integration. Um, and then, of course, you've got, um, I believe, did uh, has anyone else launched a, a desktop browser yet? Did Impervious launch their desktop version of the browser yet? Um, I don't think they don't have a browser, but they have fingertip, which is just like some background. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. So then that, that'll work across all browsers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think they had plans on launching a, a desktop one too. Um, but of, 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 of all those, do you have a favorite um, like way to kind of access the handshake community, like on the fly, like either like on your mobile or on your, on your home like computer? Uh, I don't think I've ever used like handshake directly with my phone, but I use it on my computer a lot. And usually either I like run my own node or I'll spin up like Bob Wallet and use that, or I have fingertip. I don't think it works super well for me. Um, and what else have I used? Like really early on, I used NextDNS, but I don't think they're the best option anymore, but like they were fine for a while. Oh yeah, I liked them for a while. And then they added like all these like, these premium features, which I mean, it's still free, but it's just confusing for onboarding. So I don't, I don't suggest it for people anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's all I use. So I usually try to like run my own node basically on my own computer. Um, and then if not, uh, actually I haven't tried hdns.io by namebase. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend it. I would probably like recommend fingertip if anything to people. Yeah. 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 If, I, if, I, if I'm going to suggest someone to do something, OG, I always tell them to just download Bob wallet, give fingertip a whirl. And then also like, you know, beacon browser is like really awesome. So I'm just like, yeah, like, go out. It's like, here's, here's your like starter pack, so to speak. That's what I suggest. Um, but I've had friends that are already like familiar with NextDNS, and I've just been like, oh, hey, you know, there's an option back there. You can just like click that on in the settings and you can enable handshake resolve. Like, oh, cool. Um, but my other favorite way that I do use personally all the time is um, the Sentinel DVPN apps, only because you, it's a, you know, basically a peer to peer marketplace for VPN um, services. So I can have a encrypted connection. Um, you know, with all this open source tooling um, to one of these clients. And then they also support Handshake-like client resolves as well. So um, so I can have a nice, like, uh, there's, there's, there's a few applications, too, that work on iOS and Android, Exedio and Solar DVPN. And so all of these apps in the Sentinel DVPN ecosystem, which is, which is the Cosmos chain, um, you know, they all like have bundled into their DVPN, you know, client and everything. These this handshake like client. So 
it makes it really easy to you know quickly like find uh, someone to connect to uh, you know appear on their network and you know pay a small sum and have this private VPN connection and there's handshake resolution on top of that for even more privacy. So I like that approach too um, because that's my way of like hey like you know if you're really if you're really big about your information security you're going to use VPN anyway. Here's a cool VPN you can use that automatically works with handshake out of the box. So you need to really think about it. Um, which I think is a big sale. And I think, I think until Handshake has started to get natively integrated into things, right, which will take time, having all this universal integration between, you know, VP, VPN apps and um, uh, resolvers and different browsers for different desktops and running your own node and, you know, oh, I've already got Bob Wallet. Like, that's great. Like, there's just so many different ways to connect to the Handshake network. Um, you can't really complain that there is a lack of or that you don't like a certain way. Well, there's another way I'm sure you can connect that you'll you know find a little bit more convenient. So I think all those options, yeah, really really does um, kind of get rid of that whole like pestering issue, which I, which was like the first like six months to a year of handshake was well, how do we use it really fast? And now there's all these like applications that are integrated, which like really shows that one, it's really easy to integrate support for handshake, um, you know, but also again the universal reapplicability of that uh, is a really big deal. Um, okay, yeah, so that being said, you know, we've, we've covered, you know, what you're working on now, um, your interest in Handshake, how you got in this space. What was it, what's something that you've learned interacting with the Handshake community in, the, in and around the D-Wave community that um, if you wish you would have known about sooner or understood more sooner, that would have made, like, maybe your experience in the ecosystem a little bit more frictionless? Like, any sort of relationship that you picked up or how to interact with developers in the space that, you know, has like stood out to you? I can't think of anything. Um, yeah, because I think like I'm a developer, so normally I just like go and I read the docs about stuff and normally I get it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like normally I just like think of stuff. Like all, of, all, of all these communities, right? Because you've been around Chainlink, Graph, Handshake, like developer user experience wise, what have you yeah. found has been the most like enjoyable? Um, just for like a whole dev stack, like mobile app or the web app, and then like smart contracts or like all, everything. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 like like all the above. Like if you were going to go tackle and like start tinkering together a project on any of these web related protocols, what which one of these has like the most like inviting experience right now? Yeah, um, personally, I would say um, like Viper for Ethereum. It's basically like a Python type language, but for smart contracts. And I, I personally find it like way better than the normal solidity um, for EBM. And it actually is like way more gas efficient and like more efficient overall and more secure as well. So um, personally, I think it's the easiest way because it's just like super dead simple Python and you can't really mess it up because the language has like a lot of checks and stuff for you. Um, and then I know like for a lot of protocols and also for some smart contract languages, they have Rust, which seems to be super uh, popular. And I've never done Rust, but I've heard it's like kind of complicated um and but it seems to be like yeah, high performance and like low memory and storage so it's like yeah very good for like scalable applications like blockchain nodes for example um and besides those two um i don't know what i would recommend i think that'd be it i think maybe getting into like some kind of like middle where kind of layer first might be good like starting with subgraphs because then you learn about like smart contracts and also how like a decentralized network kind of like executes things because they have to query all the blockchain data um, through the subgraph like network. And you could also do like, I don't know, write chain link adapter codes. Um, Cause then you see like how things get on chain or like 
those kinds of things. So yeah, you can also have you had a, have you had a chance to play around with any of the Avalanche uh, subnet related stuff yet? I personally myself haven't done any um, research in that sector of stuff yet. I have not. Um, I probably like I don't know a lot about how subnets work, but I definitely wouldn't trust all of them. And so like, before I even did anything, I would probably like yeah, you have to look at how subnets actually work. But then also def you have to like evaluate every individual subnet on its own. I think. Yeah, I need to get I need to get someone from Avalanche on here. I'm gonna get Eamon to come on here. He'll he'll, he'll break it down for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, is there anything else that you would want to leave the audience with? Um, anything that you're working on? Anything that you would want to um, plug in, or anything from the Handshake community that you want to give a shout out to? Uh, no, I like everything in the Handshake community. Like, I definitely like HNS Chat. I think everyone should check that out. Uh, and I think like, yeah, that, that kind of concept should be integrated a lot more across handshake applications, like even Bob wallet, it'd be cool if we had like a messaging app in there, um, something kind of like that, like a, yeah, messaging client somewhere. Um, and yeah, then, especially when it comes to like, you know, swapping names, like really quickly, if you want to just hop in a, you know, a, a web chat yeah. and, and Bob wallet and be like, Hey, yeah, I want to get a name. Yeah. That too. So yeah, I mean, yeah, HNS chat integration would make sense in there. Like they have like shake decks and stuff in there, kind of just like keep everything all cohesive in time, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be like a dope project for someone to make, would just be like kind of like a trading terminal for Handshake that like was basically like a, a node, kind of like the palm reader that uh, Zipkin's working on. But like, oh, yeah, like, I really like that, by the way. Trading or something like that, where it, it had like the shake deck integration, like this messaging terminal, like uh, messaging app terminal or whatever. And then I guess you could just like show like the prices for the auctions, like all those kinds of things. Like something like that's more tailor made than like Bob Wallet. Uh, that could be interesting. Awesome. Yeah, no, great. Yeah, great ideas. Um, thanks for thanks for coming on and um, and having this nice back and forth. Hopefully we can have um trying to have another two or three handshake related like conversations on here, um, just to get people more familiarized with, you know, what's being worked on and what are some other adjacent projects that people are working on in and around the ecosystem too, which is, you know, kind of important for growing, you know, new developer interests as well. So Thanks for thanks for taking the um, uh, the next this past half hour to uh, to chop it up with Kiba, and hopefully we can have you back uh, here soon in the future when uh, the handshake community is much larger. And I think it'll grow a lot faster over the next two years than it has over this first two, which has been also still very impressive. Yeah, it was great talking with you. Thanks a lot for having me. And good to go. Awesome. We're all done. Coolio. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for chatting with me. Um, just send me over a picture of your I, I just send me a picture of your face that's not some samurai <laughs> some samurai jack side profile <laughs> anime thing. Uh, I don't know. If you if you go if you go and see it's just a normal picture of, of everybody. Even got Jordan Coach to give me one and he was really, really reluctant. Um okay. so it just 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 send me one uh, that you that you give people for like um like uh, conferences and shit. Um and okay. then I'll use that. Cool. All right, homie. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Peace out. Every morning, wait before I go and make some breakfast. Think about the things I got. It only takes a second. Count my favorite blessings. Help me change perspective. So in the morning, I'll be singing. Yeah, I woke up feeling grateful, thankful. Everything that I pray for came so. I've been feeling so grateful. Got me feeling so grateful. Yeah, I woke up feeling grateful. 